0: hey y'all welcome to this special installment of plant is coming part two as we together walk through these sweet sweet moments before i get to hold baby plant who is set to rise october 1st oh now y'all might recall that last episode where i made the connection about my sweet sweet angel babe who several years back i had to part with on october 1st and then this year in fact Actually, just a few short days from now, I'll be meeting my newest bundle on October 1st. I mean, if I'm being honest, that's still kind of throwing me and Christopher for a loop. It actually reminds me, as I think about October approaching, that I just love October, especially when we lived in New England. Octobers are just a force to be reckoned with, and they are just the most beautiful. And actually, I feel like there's these type of people who like you might think of like snowbirds, but these people are called leaf peepers, and they would escape to New England sometime in the month of October to see the colors change. And it was kind of fun just like as it neared October. I feel like me and my friends would just be chatting about like, okay, when's peak gonna be? And you would just look forward to that week of all these beautiful colors and what October was gonna bring. So that horrible October when I miscarried, I was truly just like a shell of a human and I didn't really get to enjoy the sweet time that October was supposed to be. In fact, I actually remember staring out the window at the leaves falling off the trees and I just was thinking, gosh, that's just how I feel. Like every day, instead of growth and healing, I'm just losing leaf after leaf and I just feel like pretty soon I'm gonna have no leaves to even lose. But then fast forward to the following fall And there was a lot of healing and a lot of growth in that year. And my sweet bestie girl Hannah and I were apple picking with like a big group of us. And we were just lightly chatting about how fun October is. Hannah is such like a sentimental, like seasonal person. And of course, you know, we were apple picking. So it just felt so quintessential. And she turned to me with like tears in her eyes. And she said, Oh, Anna, I'm just so glad that you get to experience October this year. And I'm just so sorry for how October looked last year. And it just it was just such a raw and real moment of a dear friend like seeing my soul and speaking light over a really really dark memory so here's your push to just say the tough things, and to be present with the people in whatever season they are in. And for us in this sweet baby welcoming season that will undoubtedly be tiresome and hard, I'm just gonna remember how it felt that day to be fully loved by my sweet girl, Hannah. Ugh, okay, well, before these tears turn into full-blown sobs, I'm gonna release you to the episode so you can hear me rant about how I'm trying to wrap my arms around these last few moments before meeting baby plant. I think to kick off the meat of today i want to just jump straight into the big question so warm up your hands with me one two three okay so realistically what is happening with me right now honestly kind of as we speak is i'm having all of these brax and hicks and timing wise especially when this goes up i will still be six days away from my scheduled c-section meaning if you remember my scheduled c-section being at 39 weeks i'd still be about two weeks out from due date and i get it this is my third baby so there is some element of my body kind of so to speak knowing what's going on and being like let's get the show on the road but it is kind of crazy and i wish i had this log that i'm doing right now of how i felt in these last couple moments before i had kate and before i had ellie Because I will say, I just don't really remember. You know, what's hard is with your first kid, you don't really even know what a contraction feels like. Yes, there is just like a true physical component to it and it can be described to you and you can be like, yeah, I think that's what it is. But I feel like I was pretty typical that One of the times when I went in for one of my weekly doctor visits, they actually hooked me up for a non-stress test, I think is what it was called. And they're like, you know, you're having a contraction right now. (laughs) And it was wild to me because I didn't really understand or it's just... Such a unique feeling. Fast forward to today, where I'm in my fourth pregnancy, my third baby to full term. And I was just telling my friend Lindsay, I'm like, I don't think I remember how to do this. Like, I'm a little worried. Am I going to go into labor and not know it? And it just feels like, you know, the cliche. When people say, how do you know when you met the right guy and you're supposed to be married to him? It's like, you know, you know, you just know. And I think it's the same with labor. You truly can't miss it. Like you will know if you're in labor. Now, I feel like I've also thought about this too, especially with my friend Kaylin, who's also pregnant at the same time, about the idea of quickness. So like, if it's our third baby, Will we, when we go into labor, will it be a quicker process? I've had friends who are like, well, if I would have waited 15 more minutes, then I would have had that baby in the car. And I'm like, I'm not trying to do that. Plus, if you remember, y'all, with a C-section, I'm not supposed to labor. I'm supposed to go straight in and not have to deal with any sort of recouping down there. It's supposed to just be a planned C-section. But for the big question for today, do y'all know the difference between Braxton Hicks and just labor contractions? It's one of those, like, I think chicken or the egg, it's like Braxton Hicks is obviously before labor contractions. And they're both kind of contractions. It's just different forms of contractions. And some of it's called false labor, I'm pretty sure. And I will say I feel silly. Again, it's like, why am I just now researching this? But I had to research it. I had no idea what truly the difference was. I mean, I think I knew that Braxton Hicks doesn't mean you go into labor. That's about the extent of my knowledge. But I think it was super helpful for me to just look at some illustrations, read some articles about what am I looking for when I think about Braxton Hicks versus what am I looking for in terms of when I'm in the hospital, a labor level contraction. And I feel like with labor level contractions or just going into labor, they always talk about the frequency. So they say, oh, if they're this many minutes apart. But I will say I'm getting a little tripped up about the intensity and I don't feel like I'm a wussy, but it's like last night I was laying there and it was, I think it was about one thirty, maybe one forty-five in the morning. And I was having such an intense Braxton Hicks, I guess we can call it, that of course it woke me up and I was sitting there going, okay, I'm going to clock the time because I feel like I'm going into labor. Fast forward to the next set of contractions or Braxton Hicks 45 minutes later. So I was looking at 45 minutes in between these two contractions, but they were both so intense that I was like, Snapping my fingers, if that makes sense. It's kind of like when you stub your toe and you don't know what to do with your body. So you're just kind of like, I have to do something. But I think that there at the end of the day is a difference between uncomfortable and painful. And I think, although I wasn't doing much talking at two o'clock in the morning, I think I could still have talked through it, even though I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is giving me the urge to do something. Like my body is telling me you're in labor or move or something. So Again, no doctor, so if you're currently experiencing contractions, don't look to this podcast for how to classify it, but I'm just interested because, I don't know, it's like, have y'all had a lot of Braxton Hicks? I don't remember this with any other pregnancy. This feels very unique to this pregnancy. I will also say I know a big contributing factor of, I think, early term Braxton Hicks or just Braxton Hicks or as you get closer to having the baby, you're like supposed to drink a crazy amount of water. You're really supposed to drink a crazy amount of water when you're not pregnant. I think we all need to up our water intake. But I can't explain y'all how much water I am drinking. I am doing like a water cleanse right now. I mean, I am going to the bathroom multiple times an hour. So I don't think it's dehydration that's causing these contractions. So just keep that in mind. And I will say I lead a very, I don't know, active lifestyle. And I've even kind of like taken a little bit of a step back. So I'm very interested if I'm going to make it all the way to October 1st when I have my scheduled C-section. But I have had some questions about, you know, what do you do if you go into labor? And my doctor said it quite plainly that you're just not supposed to labor If you're going to have a planned C-section, that's just one of the benefits you could call it. And if I think back to my birthing experience with Kate, I went through the whole kit and caboodle and then had to have an unscheduled C-section. So I had to recover both ways. And I'll just say, I don't want to do that again. So I definitely think mentally, I just need to know, like, I'm going to recover from a C-section and there is a painful process in terms of recovering from that. But I am not going to also have to recover down there, if you know what I mean. But it also brings me to the point of, I want to just go on time. And I might've already mentioned this last episode or on Instagram, but I don't wanna go early now. I want to go on October 1st because I want my doctor, I want the benefit of a very scheduled, organized experience. I want my parents to be into town and I want my girls to not be confused at what's going on. So there's just... Hundred reasons why it makes sense for me to just stick it out to October 1st. Not that I really have much control over that, but so yeah, y'all just say a prayer for me that October 1st is the day, but I will keep y'all updated via Instagram. So if this is my plug, I'm gonna go ahead and do it. Please follow me on Instagram so that y'all can see these sweet baby pictures that I will be posting. Don't worry. I'm not shy when it comes to posting my kids because I think they're pretty much the coolest kids in the whole world and really darn cute. And I just love newborns. I am not that person that's like, ah, newborns isn't my favorite stage. I love newborns. I love it. Maybe I will say I love newborns and then let's jump to like two years old, but we can talk about that another time. (laughs) So, okay. What are we talking about today? So Last episode, I kind of had this component of like mentally where I'm at and then like what I'm doing physically in my house and that type of thing to prepare for baby. I just will say, if you know me, you know I keep a tight calendar. I remember my cousin giggling at me because she's like, I am shocked at how you plan. You're like almost six to 12 months out of every single appointment of everything. I just love a long-standing calendar. I feel good about it. I also just like to look forward to things. So when it comes to like vacations and that type of thing, I'm not a last minute person. I've said a million times I'm not a spontaneous person. So when it comes to a calendar, this is like where I shine. This is my Super Bowl. So as I've neared this due date of October 1st for me, I just have so many points I want to make for today about why this calendar has been sweet to me and so important and how it like has kept me sane. One thing I'll just quickly note is I remember this with every other baby that it is almost a wild cool experience to be grocery shopping and then see that the milk expires past your baby's due date. It's a very like specific little niche thing, but it just is so sweet. And it's like, whoa, I'm buying this for my parents who will be here and I'll be in the hospital and it will still be good when I get back from the hospital. That's wild. And then also when you look at like the weather, it's on the 10 day forecast. Like I will know right now, for the most part, what the weather will be like when I go in For this sweet c section. And I just have to say, I hope it's nothing like today, y'all. There's just been these crazy forest fires in Washington, and it's really, really sad. But also, all of the Eastern Washington fires are bringing all of this smoky fire air over to the West Side. And for my sweet husband, for me, for my kiddos, it's just, it's not the best air quality, if you have to say that. But that's neither here nor there. So, okay. Wanted to just giggle about the milk expiration, the 10 day forecast. Okay. Also, I am a big countdown calendar gal. So if you remember when you were in elementary school, you probably made like a paper chain or something to cut off each day and it helped represent physically how many days are left till whatever event. I love doing this. I do it with my girls. I've done it probably four times this year for different events. And so obviously this is a very low hanging fruit, easy one to get excited about and make a countdown calendar with. i did it a little different this time i didn't do a paper chain as you would maybe see in the past but i just made this like flip book which was kind of fun and i filled it out with like different data points and different information like this many days till mimi and pops come into town this many days till plants here and i would include certain calendar components for that day like i knew ellie had picture day on a very specific date and so i went ahead and wrote picture days today And it's funny, guys, I mean, obviously, Ellie's four, she doesn't read, so I'm reading it out loud to her, but it's helpful for me, and it's so exciting to see her pull off that little piece of paper and get excited about that current day, and that's just so important right now. It's so easy to just be annoyed with how slow time is going, but I just feel like, what a good exercise to just relish in the day and be excited about that day. Obviously, all the while still keeping in mind what is future coming. And it's so exciting. I'm so pumped. But so with the girls, that's about as complex as it comes. Ellie's still kind of confused about like, what day is it? She actually gets confused about when I say like, have a good nap or have a good rest time. She thinks that that's like another day. So she's like, I'll see you in the morning. I'm like, no, it's not morning. It's just going to be later in the afternoon. It's still in today. So she's just kind of working through, you know, know, what's tomorrow, what's yesterday, what's a Saturday, like she just doesn't really get it. But then for me, it's very important. And obviously, just very helpful and very exciting to kind of think about, okay, what are the things that I would say need to get done They're just all fun, exciting things. But I have talked to friends about this, about this like self-care moment before you have a baby. So pretty common, I guess a lot of women like just get their hair done or get their nails done. So all those things are set up. I'm so pumped. I also, I made my doctor laugh a little bit that I'm like, I'm gonna get a spray tan. And she's like, okay, you're gonna look great walking into the C-section. But I just, it's one of those things that, of course there's pictures to look back on And it's all silly because what's most important is that this baby comes and she is healthy and Christopher and I are bonding with her, but it is so fun to just kind of get excited and and pack your hospital bag and do all the things. So in the same vein, I will say we have talked about this on the podcast about my sty, just about sick kiddos, obviously in light of remnants of a pandemic that we haven't caught yet, but I just still don't want to have. It was crazy thinking about me having Kate in December of 2020 when that, certain variant was just so big and it was just scary. So the idea of quarantining, I'm not trying to say we're like full-fledged quarantining. We're still going to church. We're still seeing friends, but just truly the idea of like, we don't want sick kids. I mean, is that one of those silly things that like, when you're pregnant, you should be drinking more water. We, we should always be drinking more water. We don't want sick kids. Well, no one really wants sick kids, but I will say it just adds an extra layer when you think about my parents taking care of kids that have this lingering cough or... Personally, I don't want to get sick or Christopher getting sick as we go into the hospital. I know that um, at least in Seattle, no kids or no extra visitors are allowed in the hospital, which I'm very sad about. And I've mourned that idea of not getting to have my girls sitting on the bed with plant and getting to have that like really cool cliche picture that at least I have seen of getting to sit when my little brother was born and, but all that being said, I just, you know, at the end of the day, kind of wonder if that would just be a little alarming for the older girls if they're would not love the idea of getting to come in, see me, see me hooked up and being confused and not getting to like really crawl on me because I'll be so sore from a C-section. So maybe it's the Lord covering that situation and we can just look forward to coming home and getting to be together as a family. But at the end of the day, we don't want sick kids. No one wants sick kids. And so there's an element of maybe I'm like, oh, well, maybe we won't go to the gym today or I just really want to make sure Kate finally gets over this cough. So we'll do X, Y, or Z to just ensure that we're being a little bit extra careful. But I mean, Ellie's in preschool, so she's bringing home new germs every day. So we'll see. But right now, as I'm recording this, we're currently, oh gosh, seven days out. Yeah. Seven days out of my parents getting here. What would that make it? 10 days out from plant being here. Oh my gosh. So Y'all, my body has to hold on for ten more days. I can do it. But I also, so thinking about calendar planning, I, you know, went from monthly visits to bi monthly, and now I'm at weekly visits. Of course, and this visit this week isn't actually with my doctor, which I'm a little sad about because I wanted to be able to be like, am I going to go early? We all try to ask our doctors those questions and they're not fortune tellers. And she's like, well, this is what you should do if this happens. But I am definitely at those weekly doctor visits. I have one this week, one next week, and then plant will be here, Lord willing. So lots of fun things on the calendar to look forward to and be excited about. And then, so with all that fun calendar talk, I also want to say there's one more thing I want to talk about today, and that is my hospital bag list. So if you listened back, I want to say earlier in the year, or maybe late, it would have been even late last year, where I talked with my sister-in-law, Molly, she was getting ready to have sweet baby Bo. We talked through her hospital bag list. I will repost at least the blog post because that has my list in extensive detail. (laughs) But I will say the hospital bags are packed, of course. And I bring such joy in that. I love it. It's so exciting. I'm always even packing for a vacation, excited about the packing process because it just feels so contained and so all right there. I don't feel stressed about it. I feel like as we walk away, I'm like, oh, I have everything. I really try to think through it. But I will say a couple things that I just off the top of my head, I'm like, goodness gracious, these are important. All of it's like fun and exciting. But I will say, as you know, if you've been in a hospital, hospital pillows are just the worst. I do not understand. I get it. It's all cost. I get it that like a hospital is a business, but these pillows are like a sad excuse for pillows. They're. I mean, honestly, just feel like tissues. Like they just, they do not feel like pillows. I've heard people say like, make sure you bring your own pillow, make sure you bring your boppy so that you can, you know, nurse easier, like bring your own blanket, that type of thing. But I also, even though I don't think I'm like necessarily a huge germaphobe, I have this component of like ew, hospitals are so gross. And I get it, they're sanitary. But at the end of the day, even what's happening with my body is just a lot of healing. And so I just feel like I don't really want to bring my pillow to the hospital, especially, I mean, I guess you can wash pillows, you should wash your pillows. Y'all, I never washed my pillows like growing up. I'm sure my mom did. I just never remember seeing that process. And then when I got married, many years went by and I never washed a pillow. I just didn't know that was something you were supposed to do. And it took me all the way to this Year or maybe last year, that I thought, oh, I should wash all my pillows. Like, how do you do that? Looked it up, very easy. It's just normal, you just wash your pillows. I don't think you can wash every type of pillow, but at least the pillows I would potentially bring to the hospital, I would be able to wash. But one thing I went ahead and bought on Amazon is a pillow cover with a zipper on the side so that it's fully contained. So, like a Ziploc bag, obviously it's cotton, but like fully able to completely seal it. So before I leave the house, we're going to zip it shut. And then to me, just mentally, I'll feel like it's cleaner. I'll obviously still wash it all. And when we get home, anything that's been in the hospital will be desanitized. I just loved the idea of, oh, I can bring two extra pillows, one for Christopher, one for me, and they will be sealed off from whatever is gross that I can consider. And I also made sure that the cover was not white because I remember even people saying, if you're gonna bring clothes for baby or you or pillow, if you have white, it's so easy for when nurses are changing things over or something like that to just group it all together because everything in a hospital is like bleached and white, except for those blankets, the baby blankets. It's like, who was the first person to make those blankets with the pink and the blue stripes? They have an absolute monopoly on the whole hospital market. That being said, the pillow cases and just my certain items, I wanna make sure they're not white so they're easily like separated from the certain hospital linens. So that was important. I will also say I've mentioned this, I think on the last episode where we talked about hospital bag, but I... like extension cords are just so important i actually bring extension cords when i travel just because it's so annoying when you can't reach your phone and it's so far when you're plugging it across the room or you end up wanting to look at your phone or watch a show and then you can't plug it in because you fell asleep and the phone's dead and obviously first world problems but extension cords super important at least for me and Christopher but then the last thing I'll say is something about hospital air kind of reminds me of like dormitory air that it's just so drying to the skin and so all types of moisturizers will be coming body moisturizer face moisturizer and then I am so pumped I got my hands on some road road beauty lip treatment lip lip peptide treatment or whatever. So Haley Bieber's brand, as y'all know, I'm a big Haley Bieber stan and I just love her lip treatment. So it's a very easy one. That's what I'm bringing to the hospital. So very exciting. Of course I have all my makeup, all the fun things, but so I will be sure to obviously just repost that list and add any additions that I've thought about for this baby. But yeah, hospital bags. So sweet, so important, such a fun thing to kind of just feel like you can actually put your hands around like something you can control and be prepped for ahead of time. But oof, y'all, I just, I'm hoping I hold on till October 1st. Ooh, pray for me. <laughs> okay, y'all. I am so sorry to just keep saying it, but I'm just so ready to meet her. I'm so excited for those sweet newborn snuggles, getting to smell her sweet neck and touch her sweet skin. So, yeah, y'all, just thank you so much for loving on me in these last couple of weeks. And I guess I'll just go ahead and pre thank you for the grace in these next couple of weeks as I welcome Plant into our family. And I will be taking off some time from this podcast. But even with that being said, I do have one more episode for you coming, and it will come this Saturday, the day that we head in for the c-section and I'm excited because this one is recorded with Christopher and I will schedule it ahead of time so it will go up on Saturday at some point so you can have one last dose of this plant is coming mini segment installment but like I said be sure to head over to the Instagram so that you can see plant when she's here so soon oh my gosh but love y'all so much and thank you so much for listening today and y'all just have the best week